going on, everybody? Another, another episode of Out of Bounds Sports. I'm BJ. It looks like I got Big Jim with me. It looks like I got Junie. It looks like I got KG. What's up, fellas? What's hey, hey, what's going on? Ain't not much, man. This third out of bounds. Um, fellas, fellas. What's going on in what's going on in the sports world? What what what's happening? What are we talking about tonight? Well, it's two things that it's a visual thing. I'm sure everybody's seen it. James Harden needs to go to jail for what he did last night. <laughs> Just I mean the stead, the crossover, the stay down. Then he shoots, knocks it down. Then tonight you got King James with the behind the back through the legs of the defender. Go to the lane, get the hoop and the home. And it, it was, uh, I don't know. I think they're trying to outdo each other right now. Hey, man, it seems like it seems like Harden does that on a nightly basis. He's like he putting somebody on skates every night, man. It, do it seem like that to y'all? MVP caliber. Man. Yeah, I, I had to kind of watch it kind of closely because cause he, he, he also likes to stick that arm out. So he kind of assists sometimes when he uh breaking ankles. He give him a little nudge to help him get him out of the way. But I was watching that last night, but today closely with Wesley Johnson. And I ain't a Wesley Johnson fan anyway. But he, yeah, he, the bad part, he just stared at him for like two seconds and then just stepped back and dropped it. See, I, I was going to wait for y'all, one of y'all to say something. I thought he gave him a little nudge too. Just a it little something. Of that. That's all. You, you what you say? It was a love tap. That's all. A love tap. Okay, wait. So when Jordan uh guided Byron Russell to the side, was that a foul? I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. That I don't, I, it was a love tap. Um, and the circumstances were different. We talking about championship, baby. We talking about championships. We ain't talking about regular season. Hey, he, he gave him a little. He tap on the butt. Get on the body, youngster. Oh man! Hey, news NFL NFL news, fellas. I want to get y'all opinions on on this. The Browns are open to trading their number one overall pick in the draft. So with with the Browns having a situation they're they're in, and they they drafted Deshaun Kaiser last year, and I think you know we pretty much know he's not ready. Does that tell y'all they're not comfortable with any of the quarterbacks up top because? The, the the boy from USA Rosen, they I've been listening to a lot of stuff. They bring up a lot of potential character issues with him. So, what do y'all think about that? We do you do, if you're the Browns, do you trade your your number one overall pick and try to rack up on picks? I mean, because there is no particular weak spot. It's not one spot on the Browns. You can say if they get this player, you know they they're wild card next year. They need a lot of stuff. And it hmm. give him a chance, man. That man might be the next Tom Brady. Could be. It, 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 it be you, you, Junior. You're right. It could be, but I think, I think what they're going is those red flags. And if if they get some red flags from a certain person, and I think they try to stay away from them. 
Uh, I know Baker Mayfield had his a couple of his red flags that people were concerned about character issues. Um, but KG, Jim, do y'all trade out of the number one pick if you're the Browns? Um, why not? <laughs> hey, look, you need help everywhere. Yeah, uh, they they just need some of everything. You know, Terrell Pryor may not come back. Um, they still got Josh Gordon. I mean, they just need help all the way around, man. And maybe, maybe with the hiring of Ty Haley, maybe Ty Haley said I can work with Deshaun because it's it's kind of it's kind of rough to start out behind the eight ball with a bad team. So now with Hugh ja- with Hugh Jackson, you know, helping the Raiders get a little bit better on offense, and he's bringing that taking that to the Cleveland. You know, maybe they just gonna split half between the two, Haley and Jackson, and and try to make the offense better that way. Well, yeah, I, y'all already know my stance on it. You know how I feel about draft picks. The more you have, the the better it is. So if I can trade that one, that one, one, you know, round one, pick one. If I can trade that down and get me two number twos, a three a five and some sort of developmental player, you know I'm going to do it. And, I, I mean, that's the way you build your team. You're going to have to build with late-round picks because these first-round picks that you're paying all this money to ain't panning out. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Now, that makes sense. That makes sense. We make a lot of sense. With Deshaun Kais, now, being a Notre Dame fan and watching Deshaun Kaiser. Of course, I'm a fan of his, but when Brian Kelly said he is not ready for the NFL, automatically I was like, well, it's something that's missing. I went back and looked at a little. He has a few flaws that can be worked on, but I wish he would have stayed. He was spent last year in school. Now, between him and the quarterback before him, which was Everett Golson, Everett Golson was NFL ready before he left the first time. But he was just small. But – how many quarterbacks has Cleveland had in the last 18 years? Too many. Dang, come on, man. So if you can't keep it's, – it's, it's not a coaching issue. So it, what's the problem if you can't pick a top-tier quarterback in the draft? That's a scouting problem. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And at this point, I'm I'm gonna say, you already took a high pick with Kaiser. Uh, look, I ride him out for another year. Maybe Todd Haley can offer him something to uh, make him better. You know, work on his accuracy. That's what I was thinking. What I was to, you know, to help him out because you got to remember that game against who was it? was it Pittsburgh? He, I think it was what's his name Hawkins. He threw it to him on the sideline, straight to him, and he just dropped the ball flat out. It was like a fourth down play. He, you know, you can't. It, it all goes hand in hand. You got to make. You can't make the receivers catch the ball, and they can't drop wide open ball that's right in their chest. But at this point, I'm gonna ride them out for another year. A new system, new head coach, and if you Deshaun Kaiser, you should be happy because you're kind of saying, you know, Pittsburgh offense is a lot better than ours, of course, but. Mm-hmm. We should make decent progress if we ask more people. And only way to ask more people is to get more picks. Would you would you keep the pick and take a, a chance on Sony Michelle or uh 
Barkley or any of the top but, running backs coming out because they they haven't had a run game. Who? But see, they got I like mean, a William they, Green was the last time they, they had decent running backs. But see, they got like a a, a personnel of uh, running backs. I think Isaiah Crowell, and, and I like Duke Johnson Senior myself. So if if now they're they're more so power backs than speed backs. So if you're gonna take Sony Michelle, that's fine. Maybe you can get that extra pick to get Sony Michelle. I'm not taking Sony until maybe the third or fourth round, possibly. Hey, but yeah, Mike does it. Say it again. Mike Shanahan does that. You know, pick a, a running back late and turn him into stalls. Yeah, I mean, you got that. That gives you nice time. diversity, give you speed and power. So, yeah, man, look, trade that pick back. I, at this point, you done had Manziel, you done had uh, Whedon, you done had, and RG3. all of them just struck out. <laughs> yeah, RG, all of them just struck out, even though you didn't draft RG3. No. But all, at the end of the day, all of them, they all top picks and they all struck out. But wait, they had uh, Derek Anderson. Remember, Derek Anderson got that contract. And he played he played a game against Buffalo. He was carving Buffalo up, rolled out the pocket towards ACL. <laughs> so hey, that's a big bit. Look, it's it's a, it's a, it's just luck in the organization. <laughs> hey, I agree. Hey, hey, you know what, man? Hey, you know what? Uh, Deshaun Kaiser is not a Deshaun Watts. I mean, uh. I don't know if this is Watson's players surround him at the Houston Texans or or, or what it is. What, what, what y'all think about that? Because uh, Watson is looking better in well, Houston. I, I, Houston. Hey, Junie, I, I was about to touch on that because that's going when I bring up this point right here, it's going to go into our next topic. But he has um, what's the boy name in uh, Texas? Uh, Hopkins. He has Hopkins. Yep. He has DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Right. I mean that. You have something like that to throw. Cleveland doesn't. If you put the cold Cleveland wide receiver roster together before Josh Gordon, that, they don't even equal one DeAndre Hopkins. So right, I think with him getting Josh Gordon back, and I agree with Jim, you 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 sacrifice that high of a pick for him, and you got Todd Haley now. I would give him some more time. And that, but now. That might, that might be what they're thinking. Like, hey, we don't need another quarterback. Let's get picked and build you, you, a team up. You can't Jason Campbell him either. You know, in four years, he got three different coordinators. Or six years, he got five different coordinators. You yeah. got to give him a system where he can settle down in, learn. And I hopefully Todd Haley does with him what he did with Ben Roethlisberger, where they sat down in the offseason and they went through the playbook. And he picked out the plays that he really loved, and he changed the terminology to make it easier for him to call the plays. That's a good point, KD. Yeah, and, and you can still draft a quarterback late in the in the draft, so you can still get one, and who could turn out to be a a, a great late pick, like, you know, a couple of years down the line. Like, well, you need backup quarterback. When you got a star quarterback, you need a good backup quarterback. And whenever I talk about quarterbacks, B, I talk about Jim Kelly and Frank Wright. If Jim Kelly went down and Frank Wright came in, you know full fat. Nothing changed. Yeah. Frank did. Wright delivered just as well as Kelly did. That's Joe Montana, Steve Young. Exactly. Yeah. 
you could count you could count those combinations on your hand in, in NFL history of quarterbacks and backups that the other one came in the team didn't miss a beat. It's it's very far and few between that you get that combination. So staying with the NFL and speaking of Jim Kelly on a serious note, um, Jim Kelly revealed earlier that his cancer had returned. So with that being said, the Out of Bounds podcast want to send uh, much love and prayers out to Jim Kelly and his family. I know he's a fighter and um, Big Jim, you get through that and you're supposed to be starting treatment again. So I we wish you well, bro. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hope he gets better. So staying with staying with the NFL and and speaking of receivers, probably the best receiver in the league. He's in his last year of his rookie contract, and I'm talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he wants he wants over twenty million dollars a year on average for his next contract. If you're the New York Giants, knowing what this guy can do when he's healthy, do you give him twenty million dollars plus, twenty million dollars plus a year to keep Odell Beckham Jr. Guys, what y'all think? Uh, I guess not. Jim, go ahead. Now, I'm about to say, what my first question would be who's the highest paid right now? The highest paid right now is Antonio Brown at uh, $17 million. And then DeAndre Hawkins is behind him with 16.2. Yeah, you see, you can't do my man AB. You can't outdo my man AB, baby. I'm telling you. Nah, but you know what? Hey, that might be fair. $20 million. I don't see why not. I mean, uh, it's just that the only difference is the Giants' offense is not as prolific as the Steelers' offense. So um, that's about the only difference. He can still catch the ball. He can still get open. You know, you might not appreciate his antics on the sideline. It, it could, you know, it could stir your cup a little. You know, it could just uh, make you grind your teeth a little bit. But if he gets his head in the game, and they talking him quickly, you know, he he's a monster, man. He's a monster to cover. So twenty million. Hey, I I don't see why not. Junie, Junie, would you give Odell would you yes, give sir. Odell twenty plus million dollars to stay in New York? He's the star of New York Giant. He is the star. Yes, I would pay him twenty million, but he has to calm down. Like Jimmy, none of that sideline stuff. That's gotta cut out. Hey G. Yes, sir. You giving Odell twenty million? Are we talking twenty million guaranteed? However, or just I, twenty million a year? Well, I, I guess with bonus and, and and cap, I guess total twenty million a year. So let, let's do it like that. His bonus plus his base salary will equal twenty million a year. And would you would you give that up to him? Being as though he's a, he's a diva receiver, but He's a diva that produces like Ocho Cinco, produces like T.O. Incentive laden, yes. I wouldn't give him 20 million guaranteed. I'd probably give him a base of 15, but I want him to go out and perform. I don't want him to take this contract and, and become sour like most people do in the NFL. Man, can you really do that to him? Make it incentive laden? 
because sometimes Eli, man, he just throw it to the wrong people. And, and then and who can say Eli gonna make it through a whole season? So he he might fall short not of a fault of his own. So can you I mean, yeah, you can make it an incentive laden, but I don't know if that really be fair to him. Well, that's what Geno Smith come in at. I mean, Geno's gonna save the day. I'm lying. I, I oh my god, I am lying. Hey, hey Kevin. <laughs> hey Kevin, I'm gonna hit you with that joint, right? You know I'm going to say it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't even say that with a straight face. So, 20 million, I, you know what? He coming out of a rookie deal, give it to him. Because what other weapon do you have? You you got nothing. You got to build around him. So, I say give it to him. Instead of laying the knot, give him the 20 mil. Guys, uh, I'm listening to y'all. I don't think his agent would go for an, an incentive lace contract. I think it would probably be some some wording in there if he, you know, if he makes the Pro Bowl, if he does this, if he does that. But I just he's already proved himself. He don't have anything to prove. He already showed you what he can do and how dangerous he is. I don't think his agent goes for that. So if I to answer my own question, if I'm the, the Giants. I think you have to address your quarterback situation first because obviously right now Eli Manning isn't the Eli Manning of five years ago. So you have to address that because you're going to give somebody $20 million and you don't have anybody to throw them the ball. And I think that's wasteful, but uh, I would give them, I would give it to them. Especially with Antonio Brown making 17, DeAndre Hawkins making 16. I, I, I probably would have to give it to him. I, I, I couldn't let him walk and lose an Odell Beckham Jr., you don't get that type of talent, you know, every year in the draft. So, But you got to realize, I'm the same guy that said, if Drew Brees asked me for $120 million at 40 years old, I would give it to him. But I would give Drew Brees $120 million, two Cayman Islands, a couple of German Shepherds, and anything else he needed. Because that's Drew Brees. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm 100% with you. I think if Drew Brees... Said, hey, look, Kirk Cousins getting thirty million a year, Jimmy Garoppolo getting this much. I want forty-five for one year. Make it happen, or I'm going somewhere else that somebody that will pay me that. That if if Drew Brees wanted that, Drew Brees isn't that type of person. You know, I don't. I just don't. You know, I agree with you. If he has whatever he has for, give it to him. So, but fellas. Uh, we lost we lost Junie for a second. Hopefully he he can get back in here, fellas. I want to change gears a little bit. Uh, we're gonna talk about let's, let's go to the NBA real quick. And I, I'm watching the Wizards last night, and they, they're playing the Warriors. They didn't play bad. Um, but and and I hate to be like this, but in big games, whether John's on the floor or not. Bradley Bill disappears. I think Bradley Bill was three for 13, three for 14 last night. And they and you 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 just sit there and think, because in sports we do that, what ifs? What if he hit that shot? What if he caught that ball? If Bradley Bill has an all night, the the those wizards without wall beat the Warriors. They only lost by six points. So it's, it's frustrating to watch them, and we talk about – I'm sorry, they lost by eight points. So, 
if Bill hits his 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 if Bill's on his game, they don't they they win this game. They win this game. Bill was three for fifteen, eight points, four rebounds, four assists. It's frustrating to watch them play. It really is. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I, I watched the game last night, and it, and if it wasn't for Otto Porter, you know, <laughs> it, you know what? I, I'm going to chalk it up as a bad night. <laughs> I, I don't know what else you can call it. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's definitely a bad night, but it just seems like when it's time to play ball and it's time to – it's crunch time, you, you can count Bill out. You can count Bill out of that. It's, it's just how it's been until he proves otherwise. Like, I love Bradley Bill. You know, he's a great player. You know, I think definitely, you know, you can build around him, but he's not consistent in crunch time. He just doesn't have that itch yet, and he got to go find that. We might have to kidnap him and bring him to, you know, in the city and get his, get his little, get him a little, you know, mean face so he can go back and do what he got to do, man. But for right now, it's just not – he's not that guy. And I think that's where you miss John at. John's going to take them shots. John's going to do that. But Bill right now is just not it. So, KG, where you at, man? You, you, you there? I'm, I'm right here. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm listening because I'm going to say something. And it may rub Wizard fans the wrong way. By the way, once again, I am not a Wizard fan. Bradley Bill is getting paid top-tier money. It don't matter if they're playing Mother Mary, Sisters of the Poor. Bradley Bill should be killing them. I mean, he got strapped up by Clay last night. Like, it's I, I, this is – only thing I can say is he – didn't want he knew he was off, so he didn't want to kind of force the issue, but it kept coming to him. But you got to be ready for those. You got to be ginned up every time somebody comes in your house. You got to be ginned up and be and be ready to dominate. It, you mean it? You mean especially the? You mean especially the world champions? It's the world champions, the 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 the, uh, the Eastern Conference semifinals. It don't matter. When the Bulls come to town, it seems like they get ginned up to play us. They want to destroy us. Do that to the Warriors. Do, but you know what? I'm, go ahead, Kevin. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm, do that to Cleveland. Yeah. I, it, it's frustrating. I'm not even a Wizard fan. And it's frustrating to me because I know they can be so much better. Go ahead, Jim. Jim. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. They can be way better. But it's not like Clay is a slouch when it comes to nah, defense. Oh, no, 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 no. I wouldn't say that. I'm not going to say that at all. I'm, I'm not going to okay. say that at all. Okay. But okay. But I'm just saying that Clay strapped him up. Like, Clay put the clamps on him last night. But when you a shooter, you're going to shoot. But I want to see Bradley Bill take that and put the ball on the floor again. Because I remember, if I'm not mistaken, that was part of his game when he first came in the league. He put the ball on the floor and go to the rack. And, and that's what I was about to say, too. He, I think Brian said it last night or the day before. Like, he just he just checked too many threes and jump shots. 
if you if you're off, just take it to the hole, get to the free throw line, see the ball go in the hole a couple of times, and maybe you can get your stroke on after that. But maybe this is the build you should be expecting. Maybe he's not the main character of the play. Maybe he needs John Wall to be that main character and just be the assistant, the co-star at this point. So maybe it's on Otto Porter to be the star now, you know, to 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 kind of uh, draw that offense to him, with the defense to him and give it to Bill. I don't know. Maybe look, I, it kind of makes me think of Vince Carter. He didn't care for the for the limelight. Or, you know what I mean? Not to have all the pressure on him. So maybe that's what Bill is. And he's he doesn't have that Kobe mentality where he just going, I'm going to just take it because I know I need to do it and I can do it. He just needs some assistance. You know what, Jim? You say that. And it instantly, when I, when I start looking at it, I, I think, I go back even further. I think Scottie Pippen, Jordan's first retirement. I, that's, I think Scottie Pippen because we knew we had a legitimate superstar in Scottie, but it's like Scottie wanted it, but he was like, oh, I want it on my terms. So I'm not going to do this, so I'm not going to do that. And his game changed. I think Scottie Pippen. That's that's what I think. Staying stand with the Wizards. And I need all three of y'all. I wish B was on here because I know B had been to plenty of Wizards games. And um, I want to touch on the D.C. fan base. I don't care whose feathers I ruffle. It is absolutely pathetic to see when the Warriors and the Cavaliers come to town. Any other time, Capital One Arena where the Wizards play is (laughs) – it's not – it's not that full. Let's just say that. It, it draws a good crowd. But when these teams come to town, and now you have a stadium with 60, 65% of the other teams, fans cheering for that, it, it just comes down to a, a, a point of pride in your team. Not a, the local teams and nationals don't have that problem. Even though in the playoffs, the, the other team looks like they're pretty well represented, the Capitals don't have that problem at all. When they rock red for the Capitals, home games, they there. The other team that has a problem in this area are the Washington Redskins. Jimmy, I'm going, I'm going to defer to you. You remember that Pittsburgh game, Monday night game we went to some years back? How, how, what percentage of the stadium were Pittsburgh fans Waving terrible towels. Uh, I mean, it was quite. A, I mean, might have been about forty percent. It probably seemed like it was more because. <sighs> but in in the defense, still a nation travels well. But yeah, it just it just you you didn't know who was home and who wasn't home. But it just seemed like the crowd was just as loud for the Steelers as it was for the Redskins. And, that, I, and I think to a, a point, like you, you're not going to. You're not going to fill it up the Philadelphia Eagles home game and dominate their team. You're not going to Oakland. You're not going to Green Bay. You're not going to Minnesota. You're not going, you're not, it's certain places where you're not going to go dominate that stadium. And I think to a certain extent, I give the fans in this area 
an F. Because if you go to if you're looking at these Warrior games and Cavalier games, and the Wizards the Wizards are winning, so there's no reason for this these stadiums to be sixty percent full. And then when another team comes to town, it's just you, all you see is the other team's jersey. I remember when, when, when the, the Kobe and Shaq Lakers used to come up there. All you saw was purple and gold in the stands. All you saw was purple and gold in the stands. And I wish it was some way they could regulate it because that's sickening, man. That's sickening to watch, or you, especially if you're there. And every time the visiting team scores or does something, the stadium erupts. And it's, it's but go ahead, Jim. No, you know what's funny? <laughs> it's we 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 just talked about it with the wizards with the wizards. It's it's and the Redskins. Like you said, the Capitals don't have a problem, the Nationals don't have a problem. Like the only problem with the Capitals is when they get to the playoffs, they let everybody oh, down. Absolutely. <laughs> and I and I'm not even a Capitals fan, but they know during the season that they have a chance to make it to the playoffs. Like every year, just about. They just can't get past round one or two. And if they get to two, they can't finish it all. So, like, their kryptonite is the Penguins. So they always seem to have this issue. But with the Wizards, and it's funny, you said when Shaq and Kobe come, they don't show up, but the Laker fans show up. And then this is what happens. They beat the Lakers that night. It's a couple of times I was like, how in the heck did the Wizards beat the Lakers? But then they go out and lose to, like, the Nets, the bottom of the league teams. That's why your fans are not showing up. Because we were just talking about the disappointment of Bill. Like, there needs to be, needs to be more consistent uh, win, higher winning percentages, playoffs. Because when they get to the playoffs, they'll, they'll come out and chant. But same with the Redskins. You get out here. And you and you know you got a quality team, but they they play horrible. And so, what as a fan base, what makes you feel excited to come out and and root for your team? And if you're if you're a fan, you should go out anyway, whether they win or lose, and you support them. But what motivates you to go out? And you got this problem consistently every year or every you you have a good season. Once out of every four years. You know what? I agree with both of y'all wholeheartedly. It's the product that you're putting out. Now, growing up, being a child of the 80s, as a Redskin fan, I'm used to playoffs three years in a row, you have one down year. Playoffs three years in a row, you have one down year. I'm used to RFK Stadium, 54,000. And if you wore any other team's jersey in there, Oh, it was a problem. It was, it's not as bad as a problem as it is in Philly, but it was a problem. I remember the stadium rock, and when the, when the skin scored at RFK, you felt it in the neighborhood around the stadium. Things like that. At FedEx Field, it's like they scored, and it's like, yay, okay. <laughs> you, you pretty much get a golf clap at most. But And it didn't used to be like that. 2012, I thought it was going to get back to what it was. But it went right back because of the product we put on the field, the product that the Wizards put on the court. It, it, it's, it makes you wonder, what, what do I have to cheer for? Like, 
the the loyalty is starting to go out of the window because of the the constant losing or the constant getting right then can't finish. So the, the loyalty is starting to go out the window. Nobody wants to show up anymore, and it's it's bad because you suppose loyalty means you know win, lose, or draw. You die hard. You show up. Hundred percent. I agree with you. I agree with you. It's 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 frustrating. It's for it's really frustrating to watch that. And you know who touches on that a lot? Uh, Doc Walker. Mm-hmm. Doc Walker touches touches on that a lot. Uh, it's it 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 is it's painful to watch. You know your hometown team get invaded with uh, other teams' fans. It's just it's absolutely crazy, fellas. The uh, Moving on to the next topic, NFL Combine. Y'all ready for this? Whew, I've been waiting because I, it's a couple people I want to see what they're made of and, and Combine atmosphere and see if they can make a name for themselves and move up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm going to watch a bunch of people I don't know run up and down the field. <laughs> Hey man, I am absolutely ready for it. I got my DVR set, and uh, I, I believe uh, I know they've been doing the little press conference. Is, is it nine a.m. tomorrow? I haven't even looked at the time yet, but I, if it is nine a.m., I need to set my DVR. Yeah, I, well, I want to say it's nine a.m. tomorrow. It starts, but either way, DVR set. I'm ready for it. I can't wait for it. It's, it's exciting to watch them young guys you know, go out there and basically, you know, playing for their futures and trying to position and stuff. It's just uh, – and you know who I love listening to just break down everything? Mike Mayock. Man, I, I was hoping you let me guess. Man, hey, Jim, Mike, listening to Mike Mayock go at these players and dissect these players, man, it's just – it's another level of football that that's that you appreciate him diving into that. Help help me out. Who's the other guy? Uh, With the um, glasses. KG. Who's the other one? Uh, uh, I'm a Mel Kiper fan myself. Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper and Todd McShay. I, I I follow them religiously around this time because when they they put out draft boards eight months ago. <laughs> And, <laughs> and th- that right there, I mean, that is dedication to sit down and watch that much film on people. And very rarely are they wrong. Yeah, it's a uh, hey, <laughs> it's it's um, it's it's really it's really a treat to, to listen to all them guys. I give I give all of my Mel Kiper, Todd and Shay. We definitely not taking nothing away from you guys. Y'all are beast too, but. You know, I guess it's just uh, growing up your, your, as a fan, your, your, your mentality, your maturity as a fan, what you start to appreciate more. And like I said, them guys dissecting these players, footwork, arm release, uh, everything is just it's on another level of football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A whole nother level of football. So... Uh, we got anything else? And hey, shout out, we're we not going to talk bad about the Wizards all night. Shout out to Scott Brooks, coach of the month. Definitely deserved it. 
Um, you know, he running without Big John and you know, running without Big John still got it. I think they were eight and four. Um, you know, they they still doing their thing. I think I think this is a really important stretch for them because they can see what they can do without John. What y'all think? I agree, but I, I, that's not something I really want to – that's not something you think about. I mean, that's your star. But just in case he goes down, you know you got people that can fill in and carry the team. So that's, that's a good thing. Exactly. And once he gets back, hopefully they continue to spread the ball around and everybody get their touches in, you know, make people more comfortable comfortable in what they do on the court. Because when he comes back, It'll put everything like back in its place naturally, and everybody should be have a, a def, decent comfort level. I, hey, I, I think it's given uh, the main play. I think is his benefit is Kelly Oubre, man, because he gets playing more playing time now. Saddle, Sadoransky, he he's showing that he can ball. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, I, I always like what the Spurs do. The Spurs they rotate everybody. They give everybody playing, especially when they're missing a key player, and we always talk about this. I think it really helps them come playoff time or come come another time, another instance where another star goes down. Now these guys have playing experience. You know what I'm saying? You could go to these guys. You know what they expect. They got this amount of time in the offense. They know what you want, Pop wants from them. They know how to run the offense. They know what he wants on defense instead of kind of somebody gets hurt. Now you got to throw somebody in that only plays like, five or six, five to ten minutes a game. You Now you're asking them to play 30 minutes a game, and you haven't really broke them in. So I, I think this is going to make a Wizards a better team. I think, like we talked about in the other podcast, I, I still think they're missing an athletic big man. What y'all think? Mm, athletic. But athletic big men, when we talked about it last show, DeAndre Jordan and Tyson Chandler came up. Now, Tyson Chandler, in basketball years, yeah, he's old. Because remember, he came out of high school. So, yeah, he, he got a lot of miles on them knees. But DeAndre Jordan, he's good defensively, good for a good lob. He, he can rebound. But if you foul him and put him on the line, he's a liability. But who else could you – other than those two, who else could you go for? Hey, I, I voted for Carly Stein, uh, a guy who can run. He's young. You ain't you're not asking anybody to score. And my only problem with DeAndre Jordan is, is he gonna say I want to score twenty <laughs> a game mm. when that's your that's not your your role? I mean, it, it it's not like you stepping back, and hitting a, a fifteen foot jump shot or dropping threes. All your points is coming off of rebounds and alley oops. Hey, run the court. I'm gonna throw it up. You go get it. <clears throat> on somebody, and let's go play defense. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I think that's why Tyson Chandler is perfect, man. You know, Tyson Chandler is not looking to score. If Tyson Chandler has over fifteen points, it's because he be hitting the boards. Like, yeah, and, and, exactly. and that's the type of player. That's the type of player they need because they are a. a, a I don't want to say a a young Golden State or nothing like that, but they kind of they work from the outside in. And then you need players like a JaVale McGee or, you know, um, guys like that, the uh, the Draymond Greens of the world. But like, hey, I know it's not my role to score. That's Durant. That's Curry, Westbrook. 
not Westbrook. Uh, what's the boy name? Um, Clay. 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 So you got to have people in there that understand, like, hey, okay, this is not my, this is my role, and I'm going to play my role well. Just like we talked about Dennis Rodman. And Dennis Rodman knew his role and did it well. So I'm with you, Jimmy, Carly Stein. Uh, I think DeAndre Jordan is going to be too expensive. Maybe they can wheel and deal and find somebody to uh, to, to to make make a move with. Now, if Boogie wouldn't have got hurt, it would have been it would have been Demarcus Cousins. Uh, but if and, and I, I I was looking for that because him and John Wall teaming yeah. up. Oh my goodness! But you, man, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm taking that deal. I don't know which Boogie I'm gonna get. I he he is a major talent, but I don't think he's. I don't think I want him on the team. He might become too disruptive. I, yeah, I don't know if I'm touching that one. Even though he hasn't been a problem with the Pelicans yet, or since he's got there, but I, I don't know that. I'm not too sure if I'll take him. I, I don't know, but him and John Wall playing together, and, you know, they're, they're, they're really tight off the court. When you bring that relationship on the court and then you add in the mix, you sprinkle in Bill and, and, and Oubre and Otto Porter, and then Gortat's going to get some help because I, I noticed when Gortat doesn't have a solid big man next to him, he regresses because he don't have somebody else to be a bully with. Because when him and Nene were together, you thought Gortat was just – he would come off of screens and yam on you. But you're not getting that now. But, but Kevin, I don't care how close you are between <laughs> Wall and, and Boogie. A fool is a fool all the time. It doesn't matter when it's going to come out. And it may come out at the time you don't need it to. He gets suspended. Or he bumps into a ref. Nah, I don't think you need that extra. It's hard enough playing in D.C. just with the limelight, the partying, being able to go to Baltimore at 5 o'clock in the morning and still go in the club. Bruh, nah. I, I don't even – and he may not even go out. But knowing off on the court, he could be have a just a, a issue that one game, which can lead to multiple games of problems. Or just the function where he don't want to do nothing. <laughs> Y'all make good points, man. Um, I think when you get guys like Cousins, man, I think you have to have a strong locker room around him. Like, I don't think he could be the dominant force. Like, he's not the dominant personality on the Pelicans as AD. You know, even if, even if AD don't give you the antics like like Cousins does, he's he he talk he. He makes his presence felt on the floor. He leads by example. So, you know, you you know, you got to play on there like that. I mean, John is that, and you would maybe you you know, like KG said, you would think those two people calm, maybe calm him down because you know John be feeding him the rock like crazy. So, but yeah, I got anything else y'all want to talk about tonight, man? Or are we finished? It's one thing I want to ask y'all. Wow. Looking at Joe, looking at Joel Embiid. Now, if he gets through this whole entire season, he he's a talent. We knew he was a talent off break, and I made the, I made a comment about him going to see Hakeem Olajuwon in the off season to work on his footwork and just get the dream shake down, and adding that to his repertoire, adding the post moves that Hakeem has to his repertoire. Now, if he does that, do you think he will become the best center in the league next year? 
probably if he goes to work with him, he'll probably definitely improve a whole bunch. You get you know, you working with somebody like that, but not next year. I think I mean he's 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 really he's really tough now. I think that's like they like they say in Philadelphia, that's a process. I think mm. because you now you gotta implement these moves and the footwork and work on this stuff. So, you know, you learn something new. It's gonna take you a, a season or two to kind of you know, really implement it and feel comfortable doing it. And, you know, I mean, he has the skills to do it. Now, don't get me wrong. So what you think, Jim? Yeah, I hey, I think it'd be a great move if he did. But, yeah, i give him a couple of seasons. And, uh, you know, before he can – he could be. I don't see why he couldn't be. I think his problem just would be uh, injuries. Because the guy can run, he can shoot, he can take it to the hole. I mean, he 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 got the package. That's just a matter of staying healthy. Well, working with the dream, that would be great move. That would be a smart move. Man, can you imagine? Just I ain't even. We're gonna save that for another episode. <laughs> I ain't even gonna go. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna start it. But hey, fellas, good show tonight. Hey, anybody, y'all can reach us at. OOB show podcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter, OOB show podcast four. That's our handle on Twitter, Facebook page, Out of Bounds podcast. You can like the group, comment on our posts. Uh, we're in the play music store on Google, iTunes. Where else we at, KG? Overcast and Stitcher. Overcast and Stitcher. And uh, we enjoy rates and, and reviews. So you get on those platforms. You like what you hear. Please subscribe. Please rate us. Review us. Um, tell us what you think. We really love to hear it. Uh, if you're a part of Anchor, definitely call in to the show. We love to hear call-ins to the shows. Tell us how we're doing. And if you got a, um, if you want to uh, debate us on an issue, definitely hit us up, man. We, we're all for it. So with that being said, that's all we have for tonight. I'm BJ. KG. Good night, everybody. Big Jim. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. That is all for Out of Bounds tonight. We will see you Saturday at uh, 3.30, 4 o'clock. We're going to put another podcast out and talk about uh, the scouting combine, NFL scouting combine, NBA, NFL news. We're on it. So until then, everybody be safe. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow's Wednesday, isn't it? What's tomorrow? No, no tomorrow's Friday. <laughs> it's too, it's getting late for me. Tomorrow's Friday, so let's let's get it in. We'll see y'all Saturday. Enjoy y'all at night.